This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Okay, I wanted to make sure it was loud enough, because mm-hmm. you always so much louder than that. All right, I mean, um, that's like a life issue. True. true. Hi everybody, welcome. Okay, wait, 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 I forgot to say my wait, name. Wait. What? All right, I want to say something real quick. Okay. <laughs> All right, so as you know, uh, we've been going to birth classes. Well, everyone else doesn't know, but we've been going to birth classes. Not me. My wife and I. Okay. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you? Of course. Anyway, my <laughs> wife and I have been going to birth classes, uh-huh. and we just wrapped it up, and it was amazing because I knew little, well, I'm not going to lie. Wait, you just stopped going to birth class? It's only like four weeks. You, you know don't what's go funny? Until the baby comes. In my, that's why I looked. Through. I was like, you have to go to birthing class every day until the baby comes. That's how it comes out yeah, in the no, classes. No, uh, it's like four weeks, and it's great. You learn a lot, a lot of like the more like nuanced things about birth. Cause like I read mm-hmm. a lot of the books, like I read the birth partner and like the anime mm-hmm. gas and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was cool to actually hear. Like, okay, this is what the shit is really going to be like, <laughs> <laughs> and here's how you deal with it. Um, but yeah, so we just wrapped that up, and one of the things they asked us to do, which we didn't have time to uh, present, was, uh, well, they gave us an assignment, mm-hmm. and so they asked us to do something for your partner that lets them know how much you appreciate them going through this process. Oh my god! So that was our assignment. Uh huh. So uh, because I mean I have this platform, I figured I'd do that here. Uh huh. All right. So um, Carla. Oh my god! I'm gonna <laughs> cry. Uh, I just want to say thank you, um, obviously for for having my baby, uh, our baby. Yeah, yeah, I know it's. I know. Let me let let me do this. I will let you live. Anyway, uh, to come back to tell a quick little story, everyone has to kind of. I think you know every couple has to have that conversation when you try to um, decide whether or not having a baby is something that you're going to do. Oh like that's what you know people do, and you want to discuss that. Um, and so obviously we talked about it. And we made the decision together that, like, you know, yeah, we really want to, like, we want to do this. We want to be be parents together. Um, but what really struck me is that, like, obviously that's kind of a, a normal thing, and I'm really happy about that. But I'm also just really thankful that so quickly you came to the conclusion that you were willing to make a huge amount of sacrifices in terms of your body, uh, in terms of your uh, well-being, your health overall, uh, in order to pursue being a parent with me um, specifically. And I recognize that's not always an easy task, <laughs> <laughs> but I am amazingly grateful um, for 
for you through this entire experience. And I can't do anything but figure out ways in which I can be more su uh, supportive throughout this time. So thank you so much for uh, being my wife and mother of my child. I'm so excited for her to come in a few weeks now. Yeah, she's coming in a few weeks now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I mean, that was my assignment. That's beautiful. And also, happy early birthday, Carla. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the time this comes out, it should be nothing but a couple days now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was really beautiful, Eric. That was really nice. Thank you. Thank you. You know what's funny is that I told you this, too, before we started recording, that I was going to tell everybody that you look more like Keenan Ivory Wayne's <laughs> than you ever have. <laughs> I really was going to say that. Dynamic. They were, they were ways look a little like Damn his head is a little out of shape. Mm. Like Keena look kind of normal, you know. See, I think actually it's, it's the other way around. I think Damon Wayans looks good. I mean, I'm not saying Damon Wayans is. I mean, it guy. could just be summer and I'm thirsty. We don't know. I, that's likely what it is. But anyway, <laughs> that hi. was that was very beautiful, Eric. That was good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, hi, I'm Eric. I'm Brittany, and we are for color nerds. We are for color nerds. Ah, excited to be back. Yes, we're it's, happy to be back. It's a great time. So, we're, we're going to do a lot of things today. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do a lot of things we're today. Do, it's true. Uh, a bunch of things today. And we're really excited to talk to you. Mm -hmm. um, and we're working on a lot of stuff. So, just to let you know, we, I mean, we have a lot of things in the pipeline. We have a lot of ideas for yeah. different shows. Um, we want to expand how we, um, like, how we approach the show. Like, if you, if you remember correctly, um, we played some clips in the last episode, for example. So, as you know, some things have happened in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a very seemingly complicated situation. Actually, I don't know that it's seemingly complicated. It's a very complicated situation. Um, there are a lot of emotions, a lot of different perspectives, sometimes differing perspectives. Some would say that that's a lot of the problem. But what we're looking to do is get people's, excuse me, what we're looking to do is talk to black people. And that's about right. We want to talk to black people. Yes. So we want to, we want to hear more about your stories. And we obviously reached out to some close, some close friends and um, close friends of the show. Yes. I mean, basically, people mm -hmm. we know and family even. Mm -hmm. But we want to hear from you. Specifically, we want to hear about your stories, your oral histories. For example, you know, I was talking with uh, I was talking with my dad recently, even though he's probably told me this story like 15 times. Mm -hmm. And he was telling me he uh, was a conductor for the uh, for a prominent railroad. I probably shouldn't name them here. Mm -hmm. But uh, he was a conductor for a very prominent railroad in the south. We're from Memphis, Tennessee. And he was one of, if not, you know, the first black conductors in like in in the south um when they integrated they took them through like a variety of different processes to to see who was going to be eligible because of course they weren't going to just hire any black person mm -hmm. so you know they made them go through this program this like certificate program to understand more about you know uh the railroad industry and what being a conductor meant and the big thing that they were going to be judged by was this test so you know a lot of people were really stressed out about this test everyone was you know studying pretty hard um, they didn't know how difficult it was going to be but they had gone through this program and they all you know felt confident they chose really really smart men to because of, of course it was only men mm -hmm. let's be real but uh, at the time yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
And, you know, they approached his test and he was talking with them and they were all like, man, I got to make sure I get everything right. You know, it's got to be perfect. And what my dad realized from talking with the other uh, the other employees uh, and the other, you know, the, the white people even who worked uh, in the office was that they didn't want someone who was going to outshine them. Mm hmm. So, you know, they didn't want to hire, you know, a black conductor and have that black conductor make all the other white conductors look bad. Mm -hmm. So he realized, like, if I ace this test, they're probably not going to choose me. Mm -hmm. So he started going through the test. He realized the test was actually, you know, it was fairly straightforward. It was a lot of what they had covered. But he intentionally missed, um, like, maybe five or six answers so that he mm. still got high grade, but it wasn't perfect. While everyone else, most or most of the other men, you know, of course, tried to get as high a score as yeah. possible. Uh, and my dad was the one who was chosen. Oh, God. So that's one of those things like, you know, that's a that's a tough story here. Mm -hmm. But it's really interesting, you know, like for a variety of reasons. You know, the fact that you have these like unwritten rules mm -hmm. within an assessment to integrate this office, in addition to the fact that, you know, my dad is a really smart guy. Yeah. You know, he's he's a really hardworking guy. And he literally had to make himself appear hmm. not dumber. But no, but to be not as smart to as be he not actually smart. is. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, in order to get this job. And, you know, he was there for, I mean, he just retired not too long ago, not too many years ago. Mm -hmm. And he worked there for years and, you know, did a great job, excelled through the ranks at extremely high uh, seniority. But it's just... You know, that's still something he has to that he thinks about a lot. You know, the fact that he got this job that, you know, provided for our family mm -hmm. um, from such complicated means. But I mean, you know, that that um, and we talked a little bit about this earlier, but like stories like that, I think, I'll, you know, I think about my parents or I think about, you know, my grandparents or even um, my parents. Actually, they're in Houston right now. And I have some cousins that live really close to Louisiana, like like past Galveston and mm -hmm. still in Texas. And they're like older and my mom, you know, hadn't seen them in a few years. And she was able to learn a whole bunch of stuff about her grandparents that she didn't know. You know, so my great grandparents who were people whose names I don't even think that I that I know. Yeah. But that sort of information, I think a lot of people, but especially black folks, those stories are so interesting and it's so necessary that that's, a, that's, that's something that we have on record. Yeah. And that's something that you can tell, you know, your young queen that's coming, little <laughs> yes. peanut. Yes. That's that's something that she should know. Do you know what I mean yeah. about her family? And, you know, now everybody has a voice recorder in their phone. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you can have, if you think about oral tradition in black folks, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's a long, I mean, that's that's all we have for a long time. Yeah, that's all we have for a long time. So now that it's kind of like we have this technology and we have, like, you know, I, I just think a lot of us think our, our stories are really commonplace. And I guess in a sense they are in that they're common, but they're, they're, a lot of us don't know them and we don't necessarily, we don't realize how important they are and how vital they are to to, to keeping like a, a real record of how, how we live and how we got by and how we continue to get by. Those yeah. things are really important. Definitely. So, I mean, we want to hear from you. Yes. Um, you know, we want you to share your stories if you don't mind talking to your family members or maybe even things that you've experienced. Mm -hmm. If you can, if you feel comfortable, record that on a record as long or as short of mm -hmm. a story as you would <laughs> like to and send that to us at forcolorednerds at gmail.com. Yes. We'll follow up with you and obviously make sure that you feel comfortable sharing the story mm -hmm. on air and maybe ask a few more questions. Um, but we'd love to, to feature your lives and 
and other black people's lives yeah. <laughs> in, a, <laughs> yeah. in a show. Uh, so that's something we're really excited about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll obviously talk more about where that episode is coming uh, or going later. Yes, 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 yes. All right. So. So. So this week. This week. I feel like we've been already been talking for like 30 minutes. It I know. It has not been 30 <laughs> minutes. No, it hasn't. Uh, but. Usually we try to connect the stories we talk about mm-hmm. with some sort of, you know, larger, like, pop culture thing that's going on. Yeah. But I just got some shit on my heart today that we kind of chatted about. Yeah. That I feel like should be discussed. Yes, it should be discussed. We have babies on the brain right now. Yeah. I mean, I could... Yeah. Like, the thing is, like, as a parent, when does the baby not be on the brain? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I just call my parents, like, what for them was 745 in the morning to yeah. ask them. Like a random question, and they like didn't pick up at first. Then calling back at me, like, "Hey, what's up?" Like totally available. <laughs> hey, what's up? Like I'm damn near thirty. I'm calling you before eight o'clock in the morning, yeah. and y'all love me so much that you just picked up the phone and were like, "Hey, how are you doing?" Not like, "Please leave me alone." <laughs> so it it's never like, ends. Yeah. Uh, wow. Strap yeah, in, man. I know, right? <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> yeah. But you know, we definitely have babies on the brain. It's definitely something I've been thinking about a lot, and you know. As I'm sitting here, literally in the final stretch before yeah. uh, before my little girl gets here, mm-hmm. one of the things you know that I'm obviously thinking about, and that you know my wife and I have had to talk about, was how much time we're going to spend with the baby. Leave literally oh, once yeah. she once she gets here. Um, you know how are we going to manage raising her in these first few weeks or months? Like you know who is going to be who's going to be here most, and um, who's going to share. You know, who's going to do what parts of the duties? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, obviously, you know, I'm going to be on deck for a lot of diaper changing. Yeah. And uh, but she's going to be on deck for a lot of feedings and, you know, different things like that. And one of the biggest factors that comes into play there um, is how much time we can actually spend outside of our jobs. Yeah. Uh, And so I started digging, you know, and I think a lot of people have this experience when they're getting ready to have a kid. You you have to go through your employee handbook or Mm -hmm. talk to your HR representative. Um, or talk to anybody to try to get an idea of how much time do I really have available um, to spend with my with my kid, and that's called uh, parental leave, you know, and that's split between maternity and paternity leave, and the dynamics and politics of those things mm-hmm. are. I mean, to be fair, I think this is the fairest way to say it: are really fucked up in the U.S. Yes, they are. And it was even, you know, it was even a struggle for me because so I found out or, or actually so digging through all those things, you know, you try to go through the documents. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, um, they're the worst. Yeah. So to put I mean, to put my business out in the street, uh, <laughs> I came across <laughs> I came across a doc that was uh, in like our like shared drive by or whatever that was gender neutral as it was written that uh-huh. said that we get, uh, you know, like 12 weeks of. 12 weeks of leave. Wait, um, is it paid? 12 weeks of paid leave? Six weeks paid and six um, weeks um, and six you. weeks unpaid. Yeah. So I was like, oh, shit. So I was like, turn up. I'm really, you know, I'm going to get a chance to, you know, really like spend a lot of time with my new little girl. That's something I was really excited about. Obviously, I was like, I want to confirm this. And so I mm-hmm. reached out to our HR representative. I was like, yo, this is this is correct, right? Like, so how do I schedule this? How yeah. do I schedule <laughs> each one of the six weeks? Like, yes, like, yes, yes. I am ready. I am ready for all I'm ready for all six weeks. I will receive. You're like standing lesson. with your arms open like, yes, how do we do this? And, I, you know, and she sent me an email back. She was like, 
Uh, so that actually was the maternity leave policy. It was written gender neutral. It though. was written gender neutral, but that was the maternity leave policy. <clears throat> the paternity leave policy is basically two weeks. Two weeks of we had two weeks paid leave. Oh my god! Um, and anything else we want to take from that, we have you know access to access to other time unpaid in addition to we can take our vacation days or something like that. The fuck? So coming from this super high of like six weeks, I get to spend over a month. You were literally like... You, I talked to you. you like, I know. You were you were whipping and nay I was. I was literally... <laughs> I, was, I was losing it because that's... I mean, that's a lot of time and I'm, I'm so excited to like, see this person. I've been waiting to meet her for like like, uh, yeah, shit, like nine, ten months. Um, not, I mean, not, not ten months. Well, it's in between, so it's like it's actually not measured by nine months. It's, it's like forty weeks. So yeah, but the thing is, it's like you didn't know you weren't waiting until you oh, knew she was coming. <laughs> yeah, because you're like ten months, and I'm like, nah, not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, we didn't know until that. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's fair. I, I know. That. I mean, I you know, I'm sharp. That's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I've been waiting to meet her for a long time, uh-huh. and I want to spend time with her. So to to come back to that. You know, I was like, damn, like, that's that's kind of rough. And, like, that's less time that I get to offer. I mean, I've already said her name. I, I get to offer Carla support. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's less time that I get to actually spend, you know, with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, like, and she's not going to stop growing. You know, like, she's still got to no. get, you know, fed every Eventually night, she's going to be actually, like, one day as old as we are. That's crazy. I know. But, yeah, so, like, I and I got to go back to work. And that's something I really struggle with. Now, I don't want to get it twisted. Two weeks paid is still a blessing. Well, no, I mean, that's like, that's still more than what most people got. I mean, like I told you that I talked to my parents earlier and on, on speakerphone because we just do everything as a team. Um, and I asked my dad, like, what, like, what his paternity leave was when I was born 27 years ago. And um, he had to take a week of vacation. You know what I mean? He probably had two weeks of vacation. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Per year, when I, like, the year I was born. So he had to take an entire week of vacation for that, like, to spend time with his newborn. And then yeah. he still had to go right back to work. So, like, two weeks of paid... Like, even now, I, like, I want to say the company that he worked for has paternity leave or some sort of, like, general parental leave. But I think... He said it, he said he thinks it's somewhere between three and six weeks, and he's not sure whether or not it's paid or unpaid or how much of that is. And it's like, you have you have a pretty good job. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like you work for a pretty progressive company. And super, super progressive. Super progressive company. And, like, my dad had a really good job, and he worked for a, a major corporation for a really long time. And, like, between, like, values and money, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you would think that there would be something kind of in place, but, like... There is it's still very like it's still very nebulous. And like you having two weeks of paid paternity leave is still a really huge deal, which is yeah. like, yeah, I talked to my family about it. I talked to my mom and she was like, are you going to take the whole two weeks? Mm-hmm. You know, like she obviously wants me to spend time with my kid. But she was like, you know, there's this residual. Are you sure it's OK for you to actually take this time? Yeah. You know, is your like is your job gonna look at you a specific way <laughs> for I'm, doing that? Well, I mean, you think about it like, okay, so your mom is a woman, so I'm sure she had to deal with a lot of the same bullshit as far as like even taking maternity leave. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And like, it's not like even if you have a baby, which the thing about being pregnant, just to give you guys a little bit of like an insider's like a peek at this, everyone can pretty much tell that you are pregnant um later right (laughs) right in the later months so like people can like see you know what i'm saying there's this visual reminder like this person is gonna like 
this person is like expecting something. Something's yeah. coming, right? But like, and like you have to go away yeah. in order for the, you can't just have the baby at your desk and then just like keep right on typing or, you know, talking on the phone or doing whatever, sending out emails and shit, being on WebEx. Yeah. But like, even though it's totally normal to have a kid and it's like this thing that a lot of people do, obviously there's 7 billion fucking people on earth. And like, there's this visual reminder that you're going to have a baby. People still act so wild. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you have to go away to have it. Yeah. And they act, well, I mean, sometimes it starts even before then where they like feel like you might have a baby. They're like, oh, if this woman's going to have a baby at any point in the next couple of years, like, nah, yeah. we're not going to hire her or whatever. Do you know what I mean? We're not going to give her that promotion or whatever. Like there's still, like you said, even that, like um, that there's explicitly, yes, you have two weeks, but like implicitly, is it cool if you actually take those two weeks? Yeah. Is it cool if you take them consecutively? Yeah. Like, you know, all of these are real things, you know, that, that I've had to consider. And it's, it's tough to really like have to place a monetary value like because that's what it is. Like yeah. it's a you know paid time off or even unpaid time off. Yeah, has a direct monetary value, <sighs> and that's time I'm supposed to be spending with you know what is going to be like the most important person in my life. Yeah, you know other than my wife, of course. And the politics around that are just super complicated. So we obviously started doing a little bit of digging, of course, uh, as, as we, we are prone to do, right? Exactly, <laughs> 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 and. So the U.S. is actually one of two countries, Papua New Guinea being the other, um, that, <laughs> yes. that doesn't guarantee any paid family leave. So wait, like, I know you told me this, but I'm going to, I'm just going to ask for clarification. As you know, I do like on a regular basis. So like literally like other countries, like the government says that you have to. It is. Re- so other countries, it is required that your employer or it's uh, sponsored in some or there's some sort of uh, compensation from the state, yeah. the state being the government, mm-hmm. that they compensate you for that time. So it's not always paternity. Paternity is actually even a whole nother deal. That's still real new. Yeah. But maternity leave, you know, they'll say like your employer has to compensate you for at least a month or at least, you know, uh, three or four weeks mm-hmm. of that time. So you, you don't have to, you obviously don't have to worry about losing your job. Yeah. And then you can stay home and bond, you know, with your child and recover. Yeah. Like, I mean, preparing to have a child is grueling. I mean, having the child. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, literally, yeah. the whole process is like, it's not fucking cakewalk. Yeah. And, you know, you need that time to recover. So governments are saying, hey, you know, it's a basic right. That your employer has to compensate you for that time and your job is not in danger. Basic right, right. But the U.S., not so much. So in the U.S., you're actually only entitled Mm -hmm. to 12 weeks of unpaid leave. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, everybody. It's Rob Lowe here. If you haven't heard, I have a podcast that's called Literally with Rob Lowe. And basically, it's conversations I've had that really make you feel like you're pulling up a chair at an intimate dinner between myself and people that I admire, like Aaron Sorkin or Tiffany Haddish, Demi Moore, 
Chris Pratt, Michael J. Fox. There are new episodes out every Thursday. So subscribe, please, and listen wherever you get your podcasts. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. I just love the United States. because, so like, <laughs> It's so funny because they just make it. This is going to be a throwback. But MTV used to have this show called Rich Girls with like Allie Hilfiger, like Tommy Hilfiger's daughter, and Jamie Gleischer, who's like her best friend. And they, I, think I, I fucking love that show. I watch every single fucking episode. I sit down, I watch that shit again today because it was so motherfucking good. But there was this thing that Allie Hilfiger said where she was like, you know, my dad invented the cargo pant. You know what I mean? Invented <laughs> cargo pants. And she was like, and people, the people in the, mes- in the Midwest, they love them. They need them, you know, to work in the fields. Yeah. You know, I'm from Michigan. Obviously, I grew up like you know, just like picking wheat yeah. in the fields as one does. <laughs> um, but like that's what I think it's like that very like weird like Great Plains like like Midwestern like American ruggedness. Like it's like you know you're a Marlboro man, and like your wife is like somebody from a Dust Bowl photo. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? And you just like squat. You know what I'm saying? She squat. You both squat. Yeah. And then you have a catcher's mitt. The baby comes out. You strap it on your back. Yeah. And you continue to pick wheat. Like, I feel <laughs> like that's where people still are with, like, this is how you have children. Yeah. This is how we do it in America. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. Like, it's ridiculous on the maternity leave side. It's ridiculous on the paternity leave side. Like, it's it's crazy that we would think Majority of the people in the U.S. ain't rich. Like majority no. of the people in the U.S. are not <laughs> are not wealthy. No, that a lot of people are very poor. Yes, like a lot of people are struggling. Yeah. So to think that unpaid leave, twelve weeks of unpaid leave, is going to put families in a position where they can actually pay for another person because you're <laughs> literally yeah. adding someone yeah, to, to your the family. Mix. Yeah. Like, to think that that's going to be sufficient is insane. And it's crazy because, like you said, babies, they come out small. But as they continue to grow, you have to uh, accommodate that. <laughs> so yeah. They get more expensive over time. And eventually, like, the, the the hope is that you can send them off someplace to be, like, educated to, like, then be able to, like, make some money so that they can start this process themselves. But, like, that requires... Not just, you know, that you have, like, a nurturing relationship and, and like, a, a nice, a decent, you know what I mean, a decent place to raise them. But also, like, that you can continue to, like, provide for this yeah. person. And, like, it doesn't provide you with a good foundation to be able to do that. Taking paternity leave as this, like, mm, maybe you need it, maybe you don't type of thing. Like, that's not, that's not cool. Yeah, and it's it's crazy for, like, so many reasons. Like, 
I mean, the thing that I think about a lot, like coming back to, you know, the crux of the show is like mm-hmm. the experience of people of color. Like we're we're so much more likely to to not have access to wealth, mm-hmm. um, you know, to be to have a lower income mm-hmm. and to work, you know, jobs that are more that are not of, you know, the professional sector, or like the executive. Yeah. Sales. Yeah. And like that often leaves you in a position where you're, you're making ends meet. You know, you're living check to check. Yeah. And so how are you really supposed to like, how are you supposed to cover that? How are you supposed to be with your family? Um, how are you supposed to provide for them when you don't have access to any sort of paid leave? Mm-hmm. And the, the the truth is you're kind of not. You have to figure it out. Yeah. Like I've seen reports actually uh, um, John Oliver from uh, last week tonight. Mm-hmm. John Oliver, oh, they did HBO. a segment on this. Um, not too long ago. And, you know, he was talking about it. there was a woman in it who had a baby and had a baby on like Thursday and had to go back to work on Monday. Oh, my God. Like, what the fuck is that's wrong? any that's inhumane. Yeah, because if not, she was going to she was going to lose her job, not because she couldn't take some leave, because, again, you can take unpaid leave. Yeah, but you, but can't, you can't afford to take can't unpaid. Afford I can't imagine what if I like and I like. You know, I, I'm struggling in the privileged, the very, very extremely privileged sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, but like, I can't afford, I can't afford to take any amount of unpaid. Well, I, I can't like, afford it. No, I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't afford, afford to take any type of, I can't afford to take any type of unpaid leave. At, what the fuck? Like at fucking all. Yeah. So you have situations where people, you know, it's not, it's not crazy to have people try to take out a loan, to have people oh, try God. to fund this on like whatever, like whatever credit cards that they have. Um, that's what they're trying to. So they'll take the unpaid leave and then try to just make a way for yeah, some extra amount of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or they have to take their vacation time, which if you have a kid, you know, that's, you already know. The vacation time is usually when the time that you spend with your family. Or even like the time you have to take a vacation day because the kid needs to go to the doctor. Exactly. You know, because like they're. Because something like pops up, and with kids, like a lot of shit pops up. <laughs> yeah. Like basically, I was talking to uh, another friend of ours, mm-hmm. um, who who also has a little girl, oh, and like they say, the first like the first few weeks, you're trying to figure out whether or not they're sick. Like every mm-hmm. time, you're just like, could they be sick? I heard a cough. You know, like yeah. you're worried and you don't know. But if you don't have access to any sort of support system. You can't really you can't take chances to mm-hmm. say, I'm going to take off today to just go to the doctor just to make sure. Yeah. And with this new person, you want to be sure. Yes, you do. You want to be sure that they have that they have the best start possible. Yeah. And it's crazy that our system provides no like no real support for that. Yeah. I mean, well, there's a few things that I think about this. You talk about people of color, but also I'm thinking like, you know, my sister and her wife. Right. Yeah. I think one of the articles that you had us read from the um, from was from the Atlantic, and they mm-hmm. talked about adoptive parents. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It took like adoptive parents, I think, in California, being like, "Hey, just because you're not physically giving birth doesn't mean that like the expansion of your family is not something that requires a pause in your life, so that yeah. you can like really like lean into this new change." Exactly. It's like insane to me that it took like. A group of adoptive parents mobilizing to get people to understand that. And then also I think about, like, you know, what about, like, same-sex partnerships? What about, like, you know, people like my sister and her wife? Eventually they're going to want to have some kids. And if they have them, you know, like, 
what the fuck is paternity leave? Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck is paternity leave? Do you know what I'm saying? Whether or not they have, like, one of them gives birth or they adopt a child, what the fuck is paternity leave? Like, why the fuck do we even still have this language? Yeah. Like, gender neutral. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would make, would make so much more sense. Yeah. Because we have so many more so many more ways in which our families are composed. Yes. You know, so it doesn't make sense. Like, in that particular case, like, they're... There's two moms. Yeah. And they both should have access. Like, it shouldn't take a shit ton of explaining to you how my family is comprised. Yeah. You know, for you then to assess the sufficient amount of time that I should have. Exactly. To to, to bring this new life. Right. Or, like, I mean, or like you have a family that has two dads. Or you have any other type, you know, anybody who's any other type of gender. Like, any yeah. other gender. Like, why do we even still have this outdated language? And why do we act like... Like, yes, like you said, this, you said an important thing about physically recovering from giving birth because a lot of people – I've done some reading about giving birth before because I realized when I was maybe like 21, 22, I was like, you know what? This might be a thing that I'm going to do in the future. I feel like I don't know anything about it. Let me just look into it. It is interesting and everybody who's ever given birth, fucking you have the highest level of respect from me, like dead ass. Yeah. A lot of people don't know – I mean, there's a lot wrapped up in that as to, like, why we keep the things that happen to, like, to and around and near women's genitals, like, why we keep them shrouded in secrecy. And even sometimes within the realm of, like, having sex or, like, providing sexual pleasure, there's a little bit of information about, like, you know, women's reproductive organs and that whole system. But, like, even still, a lot of it is shrouded in secrecy, you know, because, like, people don't even know. Most people don't even know. Most people don't even know where what clitorises are or like where they are right do you <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying yeah. people don't know shit about what happens down there so giving birth which is like one of the most important functions that the human body has it has the capacity to you know what to I mean do, yeah. to do right it's this thing that people don't know anything about <laughs> because it has to do with women's reproductive organs but like giving birth like between like you can be in labor for a really long time you can just days. like pop you days can la- you can pop days. mad blood vessels you can have all sorts of tearing like I can't imagine giving birth on a Thursday and let's say, you know, like I get perennial tears and like I have to get sewn back up and then have to go to to a job, you know, even if I'm sitting down, you know what I'm yeah. saying? If I can sit down on a donut all day or something like that and kind of hide behind my desk. But what if you have a job where you have to stand? Yeah. What if you have a job where you have to patrol? What if you have a job where you're taking, you know, taking tickets or checking, you know, parking steps or something like that? Like you, you, you where you have to be on your feet or like use your body physically and you only get like three fucking days. And that's that's just perennial tears. Like C-sections are surgery. Yes. Like that is surgery. I mean, while it's a fairly routine surgery mm-hmm. at this point, there's still a lot of risk. You know, yes. you have to be careful in how you and how you move and how you, you know, progress to not, you know, open up the the sutures. Exactly. So like all those things like this is something that requires time. Yes, it requires time, but also the other thing is too is that like I don't know too much about adoptive adoptive parenting, but you're you're bringing a a new person into your family. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? A new person that you've done all these things to prepare emotionally for. A new person that you didn't have uh, maybe the opportunity to bond with. Do you know what I'm saying? In the way that you can bond with if, with them if they ha- if you like give birth and you like your biological parent. You need that's a very important period of time. Then like it requires a lot of energy, a lot of preparation, and a lot of attention. And I think that like parenting in general is a thing in preparing to do that and, and the, the initial stages of that process. Like it just 
it shows to me just such a level of disrespect for how hard it is and how important it is. And like, it just annoys me that like the only reason why we even really, why maternity leave is longer is because if you're, you know, pushing the baby out, then more things are going to happen to your body. So you require physical rest. But like, it's a process that like expanding your family is a really big deal. And like, I'm not surprised at all that, like, you know, in the United States, they only really kind of give credence to the medical process of giving birth Mm -hmm. as opposed to all of the other shit that goes with it, which is like you and your family taking this huge next step or like you starting, you know, just starting your own family. That's a really big fucking deal. Yeah. You brought up a good point in terms of the medical aspects of it. So bonding is an extremely important part of bringing a, a child and a newborn into this world like mm-hmm. you're, you it's so important for the child to bond with the mother and it's also important for the child to bond with the father it helps in um, in breastfeeding if that's something that you choose to do mm-hmm. like it's there's been studies that so that have shown that like kids are smarter they're happier even the moms like moms uh, the rates of of depression oh yeah that was a thing which is a massive thing. Yeah, like literally the fact that like your your unions, like never mind the fact that like equity in paternity or, or pre- equity in parental leave or even just the encouragement of of men taking paternity leave, like that changes like the workplace, it makes it more egalitarian. Yeah. But when we read that part in the Atlantic article where they're talking about how like it changes shit at home so that like also the division of chores becomes more egalitarian, which causes women like literally the like the proper division of chores causes depression in married women or partnered women or women that start families to go down like i mean it makes sense like i mean just trace the through line a little bit so you've you know you've just had one of the most difficult things that a body can do yeah if not the you know yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) like one of the most difficult things that a body can do has just occurred within you there are so many hormones Mm -hmm. that are flowing through you yeah that serve important functions for you know whether it be breastfeeding so your emotions are going in a variety of different places Mm -hmm. and now because you're you know because your partner Mm -hmm. can't stay with you and support you you have to do that you have to take care of the baby but you also have to do the things you know that happen in the home you know like you might have to clean up Mm -hmm. because babies like babies go to the bathroom there are a lot of diapers (laughs) they don't go to the bathroom (laughs) well yeah (laughs) you know what i mean Uh, babies poop baby shit yeah they're shit ton of diapers so those things have to go somewhere you have to prepare the bottles like there are a lot there's a lot of things that are happening yeah and if if there's no one there to do it because that person has to be at work, <laughs> yeah. you have to do it. And yeah. that's a lot of responsibility for such a delicate time. Are you kidding? I nannied. Okay. I nannied for like a two-year-old. When I, I love this little boy. He was great. But like I nannied for a two-year-old for a few months when I was like 23. But like I was so beat. And this was not my child. Yeah. And I knocked this dude. Yeah, I got to go. I would just show up at eight and I was done at six and I would just go home, literally pass out immediately. But like, like his mom would come back. Like I, she, he'd be like bathed and dressed when I got there yeah. in the morning. I'd drop his sister, like take him his sister, drop his sister off at school or whatever and just like hang out with him all day while she was at work. And then she would come back at night and I'm just like, girl, how the, f- what? Like, how yeah. do you, are you a super human just like parents it's a lot yeah you gotta keep track you gotta keep track of these kids yeah and there are a lot of, i mean there are a lot of single parents too <laughs> like, yeah i like i can't imagine having to do all of those things oh my god 
by myself. I mean, my, obviously, my, I mean, my mom, my mom and my dad were divorced. Like mm-hmm. that's something she had to do for a long time. And it's like, it's just it's it's crazy that we put such little value there. Mm-hmm. Like, how can we put such little value? Like, literally, that's how. All of us got here. Yeah, I mean, because, like, women do it. That's why. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the main well, reason. Well. We solved it. Um, but, yeah, that's why they put such little value on it because it's, like, a, it's like a, something that your body does naturally, and women do it. So it's, like, this is not very important. Like, that's everyone's, like, whole idea is, like, this must not be very important at all. And even coming back to the the residual effects like mm-hmm. so in your in your workplace like if you talk about like if you talk about paternity leave or, or partner leave mm-hmm. you know it helps the mother be able to retain like her status within her job yeah. because at the end of the day if she doesn't have to spend as much time at home then she can she can be more involved at work you know she can you know pursue whatever career goal she might have cuz it is possible to have a family and have a career mm-hmm. you know like that allows access and that allows opportunity mm-hmm. for her to rise through the already difficult you know like landscape yeah. for what it means to be a professional woman or yeah. a professional mother yeah so all of these things like all of these things are connected and it's just the wildest shit possible that nobody, like, despite that, nobody gives a fuck. Well, wait, I want you to go back to actually something we were talking about before we started recording. Mm-hmm. No, well, you were saying something about, I think it was specifically about girls, the girl children and the intelligence level and yeah. how it's affected by having the, like, the father around. Yeah, so in The Economist, The Economist did, like, a small, like, a small video mm-hmm. and, like, a story on, like, the benefits of maternity leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually found that when fathers take patern- take paternity leave or take, you know, parental leave and mm-hmm. are in the home, girls perform better. Like, girls, their levels of intelligence are relatively higher. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, like, they're happier. They're more involved. Basically, what they found is girls are more active and, and, and smarter when they're I imagine the other partner or their father is in the home mm-hmm. and, and with them. And it makes sense if you think about it. Like they now have access to two people, you know, who are interested in trying to pass on different knowledge and um, and share their experiences. Mm-hmm. And, and just they're soaking up that that experience and that intelligence from two people as opposed to one. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. So if you're in the home, if you're taking paternity leave, there's measurable results that girls will perform better. But if you don't have access to that. Yeah. God damn. And so, I mean, I think about like, and the other thing that was interesting about that, mm-hmm. um, about that story, is they made a they made a point to point out that those like those measurable effects mm-hmm. don't often extend to uh, people of color. Yeah. And the reason why was I'm not surprising, but you know, still just as fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a, that's like the theme of the show. Not surprising. <laughs> but but just as fucked up. up. Yeah. yeah. But people of color don't often have uh access to as much education. Mm-hmm. Uh in addition, the jobs that people of color are often in often are lower in income. So mm-hmm. they don't have access to as much paternity leave. So they don't have time mm. to spend at home. And they aren't able to pass on those things. So basically, 
me being a person of color, mm-hmm. um, it's likely that I'm not going to make that much. It's likely that I'm not going to be in a job that would allow me to be home with my child. Mm-hmm. So they don't they aren't really able to measure those effects there because yeah. I'm not able to pass on those things. And even if I am, it's likely that I haven't had a high enough education level mm-hmm. to have enough people be able to give them this. Well, it's like almost like that. It's like. Like, I know you use the term intelligence, right? Yeah. Like, the thing, about, the thing about it is that, thing. like, the intelligence is measured. It's it's measured in this very institutional way. Let's yeah. Say. So it's. I think like when I, when you talk about education, I think the the main thing is passing on the institutional knowledge so that your child exactly. can can continue toward that education to you know continue the cycle or whatever. Yeah. No, that was a great way to put it because I was trying to find the words and yeah. often like and even looking back, like we said, like intelligence is a weird way to describe. Yeah. It. When we say intelligence, I think in, I think it's fair to say in this like, in this conversation, in this context, intelligence is like shorthand for the institutional knowledge that a parent can pass to their child to help them pass through institutions to get certain things in life, exactly. which is too long. So we're just going to say intelligence. <laughs> yeah, it's too long. Exactly. So we aren't able to pass that on. And that that really, really sucks considering the like the already like shitty landscape it is to be a black person or be a person <laughs> of color in general. Like. Yeah. Like not only that, even when we're you know able to stay home in the small like in the small chunks that we are, mm-hmm. we're not able to pass on those things. So it's just a lot of tough road to hoe, man. Yeah, yeah. And I also think about I mean something else that was kind of kind of interesting. There's you know in America like we place so much on being a family, like we place so much weight, oh so God. much value on being a family. Yeah. There's so much value on being you know on being a two-parent home and there's a mm-hmm. ridiculous amount of value on being you know like a kind of a more nuclear family in terms of a male and a female and yeah and you know there's also like a lot of stereotypes along with being a black family you oh know? yeah so one in particular is just jumping out at me right now <laughs> yeah like a lot of a lot of times it's like oh the dad isn't there like dads yeah. are absent like dads are absent in the black community i mean yeah i mean like you ain't gotta follow Daquan on Instagram to know that like sixty <laughs> percent of Daquan memes are like absentee father ones. Yeah, and even I just, the weird fucking well not weird, but like the ridiculous thing. Even doing like research for this episode, uh-huh. like the comments on Ugh. like Ugh. the comments on all this, like Ugh. parental leave isn't a problem for the black community. Oh God! You didn't see. Nobody can see my face. I just got ready to like, like punch a hole through a wall. That's a real comment. I fucking read. And like, <laughs> shit, man. Like that is like that shit is really fucking tough to deal with because yeah. you know there is a lot of there's a lot of talk of, of of the respectability of what black men need to do. Yeah. Of just like, and it comes from it comes from within our community. It comes from outside mm-hmm. of it. You know, hell, even even our president. Yeah. <laughs> you know, often is admonishing us for for not staying in the home, for yeah. not being a family, a family man. Um, and that's the shit that we need to work on that would fix everything in the black community. Yeah. And the policies mm-hmm. in our community don't even support the people who are trying. Yeah. So if I am a black man, I don't make that much money, and I'm trying to support my family. I'm trying to to play an active role in my child's Mm -hmm. parenting. At the beginning of that, I don't even have access to get started. No. I think about, like, my dad, and my parents had me in 1987, 
And like my dad had a had a really good corporate job. He had a really good corporate job for a long time. He had a really good corporate job. He had probably been working for like thirteen years, and he was like doing he was doing okay. And like still, so somebody who like not just my dad went to college. Like my my grandparents on my father's side went to college, West right. College. And I want to say oh, it's Yazoo. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's not yeah. Too far from Memphis. I think it's in Yazoo City, Mississippi. Yeah. yeah. So like like some like my yeah my grandparents have education. My my father had an education. Uh, yeah, and my dad grew up in a two-parent home. So, like, you know, as a black person, those two things are a big fucking deal. Yeah. So, like, generationally, like, my father was primed to have access to those things. And even still, he didn't have – he was fortunate enough to have a job that provided him vacation time that he could take a week, right? Yeah. So, like – and that still wasn't sufficient. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he still feels like it wasn't sufficient. And my mom still feels like it wasn't sufficient. And when I hear it now, it's it's insufficient to me. But, like – my father was extremely – we were all extremely very, very lucky and very, very privileged to be able to have that. Like if you don't have access to any of that, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just so far beyond fucked up. And even like you were saying earlier, there are certain companies in Silicon Valley where they have paternity leave, but it's not – or they'll have a lot of, of paid paternity leave or whatever. I mean, maybe not all paid, but that's available, but it's not necessarily available to everybody within the company. You have to be at a certain level. And it's not like – it's going to sound so spoken word, but it's not like the C-suite is a sea of black faces. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, 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 you know, you could even be working at a company that has some of these policies, but because of where you fall – it's like a lot of us have been – black, white, and otherwise, have been into in a corporate environment or been in any sort of office situation. And the only, like, as soon as you get past that initial reception area, mm. you don't see a single black or brown face. Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, when you're talking about, like, the people who are in maybe maintenance positions yeah. or who are in um, administrative support positions or, you know, maybe uh, people who are doing, like, call center, stuff like that. Like, those are the people who get cut out of those policies. Yeah. A lot of times because they're because they're temporary workers, mm-hmm. um, because they don't have full-time status, even though they work full-time hours, yeah. um, they're not a part of any sort of, any sort of labor force. So yeah. they don't have a union. They don't yeah. have access to a union. The companies are actively against <laughs> their workers unionizing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you do have these you do have these issues where no matter like even if you're in a progressive company, you don't have access to progressive perks. Yeah. And if you look at I think last year like like fall last year, there mm-hmm. were there were a lot of companies in a rush to put out their like their diversity statistics, and <laughs> you talking about in Silicon Valley? Yeah, in yeah, Silicon and we Valley. talked about that. And we yeah, talked yeah. about it in the Blacks and Tech episode. Episode eight. Listen, thank you. <laughs> and. The majority of the people of color who work at those companies are in those positions. They're they're in temporary positions. They're in contracted positions, mm-hmm. and they don't have access to the benefits. You know, there was a big dust up about there was a guy who worked every single day. Um, I don't know if it was in the Google cafeteria or in one of the, it was one of the larger like one of the larger uh, tech companies. Mm-hmm. He worked in their cafeteria. He couldn't eat the food. They threw away food every single day. Because they had a surplus. They obviously make more food than yeah, then Yeah. Eat. But he had to bring his lunch every day because he couldn't eat it. You know, Wait, he wasn't allowed to He wasn't eat. allowed to eat the food that they cook for the employees mm, at the place That makes works. me want to murder someone. Yeah. Because he technically was not an employee. Exactly. So <sighs> the shit is so fucked up. Yeah. You know? We need to take a real look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, real look at what we're doing, you know, on a federal level, mm-hmm. on a state level and on a on a company level, because there's a lot of like the optics 
of who has access mm-hmm. to a lot of these, you know, a lot of these perks. And it's and it's fucked up too that like it's a perk. It's a perk. <laughs> I just screamed in the microphone. But yes, it is fucked up. <laughs> it's a perk. Like this is something. This is something that a lot of people decide to do. Have a family. Mm-hmm. It's something that the country as a whole pushes. Yeah, and. You don't provide that support. Well, you know, this makes, As a me, right. this makes me think of another thing, too, when you talk about people of color. Uh, there is also another another myth and another, like, horrible stereotype that's out there about us is that, you know, look, they need to stop having kids that they can't afford. <laughs> but it's just like that also shows, like, to be a country with so many damn poor people, right? Yeah. We lack as a people the most fundamental like idea of how complicated poverty is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's so not just like I have money in my checking account and then it and then I don't have it. It's like so much it's so much more than that. And if you think that having a checking account and thinking of that is not a big deal, that's a privilege. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People don't under, like people have no fucking idea how poverty works. But like having a child is not something that should that only rich people should have access to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't like growing your family is not a thing that only people with money should have access to. Now, you know, when you're planning your family, does it help to consider how much that's going to cost and look at the reality of the situation? Of course. But at the end of the day, the government should not be penalizing poor people or penalizing people who don't make a certain amount of money or don't fit into these certain criteria of what um <laughs> What even like moderate financial health looks like in the United States, which got you know that's that's even a whole different conversation. But the government should not be penalizing poor people for doing something that like people do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think it's fine for people to have individual opinions about you know maybe you should do your family planning this way. I think it's obnoxious, but at the end of the day, like what's worse is the shame. And the policy that comes from like or the shame that comes through in the policy around what happens when you have children or want to grow your family and you also don't have a lot of money. Because the other thing is, too, and again, this is a totally separate conversation. It can be hard to get pregnant, but it's also really motherfucking easy. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a pregnancy is not people going to fuck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know yeah, what I mean? Real. And like it's not like they make it like it seems like people are like, oh, just don't have kids. And it's like, OK, like. There's it's hard. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't always account for that kind yeah. of shit. I mean I, I mean to be to be super honest, my uh-huh. I mean our our pregnancy wasn't you know this. Our pregnancy yeah. was not planned. <laughs> we were all surprised. <laughs> <laughs> our pregnancy was not planned. And you know, it's something that I'm so so fucking thankful that yeah. it was something that we can that we can do that is like that we have that we have the resources available. But I wouldn't have be bet I wouldn't have bet on that. Do you know what I'm saying? Not yeah. trying to put all your business out there, but like Y'all weren't playing it fast and loose. Do you know? Yeah. What, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like obviously that's how I know you have a superhuman coming through, right? <laughs> it's true because like it wasn't like you know this shit happens. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like this shit happens, and like people shouldn't be penalized if shit happens and they want to take that opportunity to grow their family. Yeah. And uh, so the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's just some wild shit though. Like. I, I don't know what you said is, is super on point in a lot of ways. Like, <laughs> but I do want to point out that there are some states who have taken steps to rectify this. Cali. So, yeah, California. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Um, California, Rhode Island, New Jersey, and I think Washington 
yeah. mm. and uh, Washington have mandated by state that employers have to uh, are required to cover some parental leave. That's important. Or they allow parents and, and caregivers to file for disability mm. and they're able to get some compensation through disability insurance. An interesting proposal by the Center for American Progress mm-hmm. actually proposes, you know, they, they propose legislation um, that hasn't been adopted, hasn't really been discussed that much, mm-hmm. but they propose legislation to make parental leave a part of Social Security. Levels. Yeah. And that's just like that. You get access to that insurance through Social Security. And, and it would extend beyond, you know, we say parental leave and family leave. Mm-hmm. That goes beyond just the period of birth. Mm-hmm. You know, that when health issues arrive, arrive throughout your throughout your child's life. So you might mm-hmm. a child might get sick. A family member might get sick. Yeah. Your mom or dad might get sick. Yeah. Having access to to leave to be able to to care for them yeah. is something that we would think that we would bake into into our legislation. But that's something they're proposing, but it's not really discussed. Yeah. And it's interesting that uh, to come back to California. So it's interesting, like, you know, the, the new movement, you know, within like progressive circles mm-hmm. is obviously $15 minimum wage. Yeah. And so a lot of states are pushing for that. California was, or maybe it was Los Angeles, Los Angeles specifically, yeah. enacted a citywide $15 minimum wage. It's going to be phased in over the next few years. That's so fucking awesome. And it's great, but that should really be paired. Mm-hmm. You know, like those types of things we should we should be advocating for, for sure, because it also, you know, it also helps people who don't have families and who choose not to have kids, which mm-hmm. is a fair choice. You, know, yeah. you can do whatever you want. But we should also be protecting parental leave. Yeah. It's not like it's not really like it's not discussed as much as like should be on the progressive landscape or there should be a progressive agenda that often comes in under the radar. We do need we do need increased minimum wage. Also need parental it's, leave. It's it's parental leave though, if you think about it like ah, oh, if you weren't having a kid, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We wouldn't be talking about this. It's one of those things that like yeah. like you said, like you find it, you're pregnant and then you're like, Oh let me let me look at my policy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I know you were looking it up, I know your wife was looking it up. It's a thing that you don't think about until it's like time, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like it's something that needs to be just like the same thing with finding like healthy, responsible, sustainable, inclusive, good ways to like help people through the process of birthing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, again, like those things should probably be more a part of the conversation. But people don't think about those things until it's time for you to have a kid or you're exploring that option, let's say. Yeah, because people don't think of which is so crazy too. people don't think of children and like the foundations of of their lives as important as a society we don't really value the lives of the very very young and providing them with the things that they need to grow into children or grow and then grow into you know teenagers and adults and all that stuff we don't take that shit seriously because like child care yeah. We don't take childcare fucking seriously. Do you know what I mean? We don't take fucking education seriously. Yeah. We don't take any shit seriously. Interestingly enough, sometimes I was reading, and I might have to go back and fact check this later, mm-hmm. but around the time of World War II, childcare was covered. Childcare was covered. Oh, by, yeah. You were telling me about that. It was covered by a state. So we were at war. Yeah. <laughs> and folks was like, yo, we need, we need women to work. We need women to work. So we're going to cover it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to cover putting your child in daycare and daycare was facilitated. It was a, it was like a state or a federal run organization often, mm-hmm. which you had access to. But after World War Two, all men folk came home mm. and mm. they needed women out of those jobs. If their wife was working, they that was a job that the man could have. Yeah. The man should be working. Yeah. So 
what they did was <laughs> okay they removed those protections and they removed that funding for childcare which forced women uh-huh. to have to be the primary caregiver and, so and that's go back why we home. have this dilapidated ass shit now yeah and it never it never went back that's so whack yeah yeah it's fucking crazy i can't i'm like looking forward to all this like i can't wait i can't wait yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. So, I mean, one thing I, I do want to point out is that in addition to parental leave, paid sick leave is also a big issue. Yeah. That a lot of a lot of cities and states don't have access to. And it's a lot of a lot of times we don't advocate for it because you don't want to picture yourself as healthy. Yeah. You know, but people get sick. People get pregnant. Yeah. So we need to start talking about these things regularly. Yeah. We need to hold people's feet to the fire. Yeah. And feet to the fire. I like that. <laughs> Yeah. And I will say that, you know, I'm complaining about my two weeks, but I am lucky enough and it's luck Mm -hmm. (laughs) that when I started my job, I negotiated for an increased amount of vacation leave. Yeah. So I'm able to pair like a week of that vacation leave with my two weeks. So I'm going to take three weeks at home. Wow. Which I'm really, really excited about. I'm excited for you. Thank you. And I still have some time just in case something happens, Mm -hmm. you know. But I'm happy with that. But I'm still really worried about all the people out there yeah. who don't have that opportunity yeah. and who don't have access to that. So, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I guess we should probably – well, I already – I guess we should probably mention that you're going to be – should we mention that oh, you're going to yeah. be on paternity leave? So, speaking of paternity leave <laughs> yeah, and paternity exactly. leave, uh, I actually – in the month of July, I am going to – drop the podcast for a little bit. I thought it was going to be August, too. Mm-mm. Oh. Month of July. Lit like Bic. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, for the month of July, I will be taking some time off from the mm-hmm, podcast mm-hmm. to spend some time with my child. Yeah. You I'll know? still be Hang here. Hang out with Peanut. Hang Brittany would definitely still be here. I'll still be here and we'll have some... We'll have some guests. We'll have some guests. It'll just yes. be me and another person. And you know what? I'm going to miss you. Um, no. I'll miss you. That's like the nicest thing you've ever said to me, and it's on record now. <laughs> um, no, I'm really excited for you. I'm excited to meet Peanut. Yeah. I'm very excited about that. Also, during the <laughs> – this has nothing to do with you having a baby, but unrelated, I'm going to go on vacation in July. Oh, where are you going? Martha's Vineyard. Oh, yeah, 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 you yeah. Told yeah. Me yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited. <laughs> it's not as exciting as a, as a newborn. <laughs> I mean, but, um, you know. Yeah, I mean, still gonna have the show though. But like next month though, like you might you're you might be listening to the show and like I'll be on a beach somewhere, <laughs> drinking beer and eating chicken wings. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, life is amazing. Yeah, it works out in mysterious ways or ways that you uh, you saw coming because like I planned this vacation like a year ago, <laughs> and the baby exactly. gave you a lot of lead up time. <laughs> it really did. Yeah, she really did. Yeah. All right, so look out for that. Some changes coming, and do send us your stories. Yeah, we want to hear we your really really your, do your, your personal histories and. And your stories from like your parents and your grandparents and you, yes. you know, we still we're still experiencing things that are really, you know, crazy or interesting and not just negative too. like no. there are positive things too. ways that we have ways that we have come up. Yes. Yeah. So like we want to hear we want to hear the come up as, as, as much as we want to hear, you know, the stuff that's less savory, let's say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then also, lastly, I know I probably already mentioned this, but Saturday, June 27th. I'm going to be in San Francisco at Oak Stop 
We have information about it on Twitter, on Facebook, on my Twitter. If you know my mom personally, she'll probably talk to you about it. Um, but it's going to be a really awesome event, and I would love to see you guys. So, you know, whatever. I've already given you information. So let's hang out. All right, cool. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. bye. We didn't say uh, bye. Bye. <laughs> Cheers to a great day and this ice-cold Corona. You know what would make this day even better? My grandma's carne asada. Throw in some music. We can watch the game. Or we could keep it simple. Corona. La vida más fina. Get your Corona at ordercorona.com. Relax responsibly. Corona extra beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.